Welcome to Sustainable Minds, exploring the interplay of corporate brand, corporate beliefs, and ESG, brought to you by Baker. In every episode, we'll investigate how purpose, vision, and values can guide your company's sustainability actions, behaviors, and mindsets. And we'll discuss their impact with the help of ESG-focused guests from around the globe. I'm your host, Rocket. And I'm your host, Gary. Let's get started. Today, we're speaking with Jacob Atala from KB Home. Welcome, Jacob. Thank you, Gary. It's so nice to be speaking with you today. Yes, welcome to Sustainable Minds. So, Jacob, you worked at KB Home for 18 years. You're currently the Vice President of Sustainable Initiatives, and there's a lot of initiatives that you have driven there. We'll be talking about that today. Also, you had some previous experiences, but you have a Master's of Architecture from UCLA. Is that correct? Yes. And program studies in the integration of technology and architecture and the built environment. That sounds so interesting. I always like to start. I'm curious, and I think I know the answer because I'm sort of familiar, but how did you arrive here? What motivated you as a young person, especially in the field of architecture? Yeah, thank you. So it comes in from, I think, four different factors. What got me here and what got me involved in sustainability, particularly. Number one, an uprising in a family that always told us, turn off the light in your room when you leave the room. And this is back in the 60s where there was no issues with carbon emissions, right? (laughs) So that's an upbringing that was always, when I reflect back on it, it was always a sustainable living kind of upbringing. Secondly, it's my arrival in the U.S. and uh, immigrating uh, to a country that really embraced me and uh, grew me. And it's my love to our country, to America, that is driving me every day to do better for our communities and our country. And then third is then I started a family and I'm a family man and uh, Really, my love for my children is driving me to give them and their children's children a better world, leave them with a better world. And uh, finally, it's the serendipity of connecting with KB Home, who has that same focus on serving their communities and customers that aligned this all together with many sustainability initiatives, as you talked about. Yeah. So I know KB Home prior to. Having started my business, I designed their corporate annual report for three years, many, many years ago. And around 2008, 2009, KB Home became a client of ours. At Baker. Yeah, and we were doing annual reports for them. But now, reading up on KB Home, I'm really impressed with all that they do. So my question is, you've been there for 18 years How have you seen their business evolve? Yeah, well, KB Home started in 1957. And I would tell you, reading the history of KB Home from the beginning and studying that history, it's always been very, very impressive, very innovative company. You probably put a spotlight on that in the annual reports that you did, but clearly innovations, and if I want to, even say grit 
are part of the DNA yeah. of KB Home. Yeah. And it is a great fertile ground for sustainability initiatives and uh, always bringing value to our customers. We sort of, we always went with bringing value to the customer, but bringing value to the communities that we work and serve in. Then, of course, now we broaden it to how can we be a good corporate citizen under this new focus on ESG. So I think uh, all these factors come together to serve where we're at today and uh, going forward. And your role there at KB, how has your role in sustainability evolved? I think you walked in as Senior Director of Sustainability Initiatives. Good grief, this business has evolved (laughs) so much. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how your role has evolved at KB. Well, in addition to that, maybe how sustainability, your sustainability strategy really became the business strategy of KB. Love that question. That's a very good question. So basically, that innovation and grit attitude at KB Home is one that found sustainability and started with it in a very organic way before it was a major focus. Okay, so, but it started at certain locales and certain markets. So we started building Energy Star certified homes in the year 2000 at certain markets. We started work being very careful stewards of water and championing water conservation in 2005, again, in certain markets. And that's, you thinking about it from a timeline, that's before when all the sustainability ESG became the talk of the moment, right? Right. And so I kind of got into it while we were still doing it organically. And then there was a moment when one of our senior VPs in a meeting with our trade partners and suppliers said, we're going to start building more sustainable homes on a national basis. And these sustainable homes have to come at no additional cost to our customers. So it's bringing the supply chain to a notice and uh, bringing them in the fold to work together. So how do we make this happen without impacting the affordability, attainability of homes was the big moment for us. And from there, we started taking things that were organically happening out in our markets and starting to systemize them and uh, put strategies around them. And we started with, in the year 2000, with the first Energy Star home and now we have over 160,000 Energy Star homes. The story scales in many aspects, in water, in healthy homes, in more resilient communities, all these things. It just continues to scale up. And how do you guarantee or ensure that the suppliers and the partners are also being sustainable businesses to your level? It's by partnering with best-of-class companies, world-class companies. So think about on energy efficiency, I'll just mention Carrier as a partner that's an international company Mm -hmm. and uh, always focused on efficiency. In the world of water, Kohler and Moen are our partners. And Mm -hmm. again, best-in-class, they do their own initiatives. 
They have the corporate responsibility dialed in very well within their strategies. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's about partnership. When we sit down with them, it's really a sit down between friends and partners that work together with synergies. We always say, give us your new innovations. Also, we're there for them to give them feedback on the early stages of their innovations so we can help them bring it to the market at right price, the right functionality, and so on. So that partnership really helps in making sure that we work with the companies that are sustainable and help them keep bringing out a very strong pipeline of sustainability innovations. Much more than vendors, with your relationship with them as partners. Partners rather yeah. than vendors. We don't yeah. use the word vendor in our lexicon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Do you have a certain criteria that they have to abide by or join in with within their own operations? Clearly, that is evolving. We know it. You and I know that that's evolving. In mm-hmm. the initial days, it wasn't about data. Give me your data. Let me right. look at just data. It was about, let me know about you and what you're doing. But we're all evolving into creating data sets that are normalized for not just normalized, but disclosed and made available for everyone to look at and make evaluations based on numbers, ESG type Mm -hmm. of data. And so we're evolving to, we have great partnerships with them based on how we know them, looking at the white of their eyes, as they mm-hmm. say. <laughs> but now we're also looking at their data. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of times company purpose lies within the founders. And a lot of, and even though you're 65 years old and we work with clients, we have a client that's 85 years old and hundred over 100 years old. But a lot of time it's that sort of founder inspiration. So, and I know Eli Broad, and he's no longer with us, but he was a very savvy businessman. And years ago, when I was working on the report, he got into other businesses and he was always pushing the envelope. So he hasn't been with the corporation for decades. So KB Home is a very innovative company. In your recent sustainability report, you call yourselves forward thinking. Give us some examples of, I know you can't reveal too much, but looking ahead, what lies ahead in terms of innovation in this area of sustainability with your business, with your industry? Yeah. First, let me start by saying we mourn the loss of Mr. Broad. He started us with the right DNA. He and uh, Mr. Kaufman started us on the right DNA. And we've always been a company that asks why and what's next. Why is it done this way? Can it be done in a better way? And then what's next? What new good things we can do? So with that, I'll come to directly answer your question. We think that we're on a path to, as a society and a world, potentially, we're on a path for decarbonization. Perhaps the clock of it might be interpreted differently by different people. I don't want to get into politics. (laughs) But decarbonization is happening. And uh, our intention is to continue to build homes that are more energy efficient than yesterday. Every day, 
more than the day before it. And um, as such, we're always, if we do that, we're always staying ahead of energy codes as well, construction codes out in, in the different communities. So decarbonization is where a lot of the codes are heading, if not already there. And that's where we're heading with it. That includes homes that are all electric homes. And so we're building these and growing our fleet of all electric homes, making homes more efficient. I always say, reduce before you produce. So we have to make the home energy load lower. That's the first and smartest thing to do. And then you put solar on it as that energy. So we first do a very, very tight envelope of the home. And that's where the Energy Star platform comes in to help us. Now, that's just on the environmental. We'll also, of course, uh, within environmental, we're also focusing on how to continue to improve water efficiency, how to deliver a healthier home, especially when you make the envelope of the home tighter, you have to create better mechanical systems to bring in fresh air and keep the indoor environment very healthy. Now, other than environmental, there is the social and the governance. And we're also improving on social measures as well as governance measures. Always looking forward uh, to a better next day. Hmm. You've been recognized and ranked as the number one energy efficient national home builder. So I guess you guys are proud of that honor. You're also the number one customer-ranked national home builder. And that's kind of impressive. So talk about two things here. You guys make a point about relationships. And we all know Mm -hmm. business is about relationships, relationships with customers. But talk about attainability, affordability, and lowering the cost of home ownership. Yeah, we hold very dear the relationship with the customer. Truly, we're always looking to bring the customer the most value. At the same time, we feel there is a mission for us and for all other home builders that we are there doing a noble job to fulfill people's American dream of home ownership. That dream, we're seeing it in recent years, there is stress in terms of the amount of housing that's available There is more demand than supply. There is more demand for lower price points on the homes rather than higher price points on the homes. So KB Home, from the beginning, is known as a home builder that has a great focus on first-time home buyer. So we can help people, families, starting families, achieve that home ownership dream. To get there, you have to be very careful with the initial price point of the home, but also double down on affordability by giving them has less utility bills, right? If we do that, then we're impacting the total cost of ownership, not just the initial price point of ownership. And it is that total cost of living that if we can reduce it, then they can spend more in their communities and create more thriving communities overall. You can see that it has more dimensions to it than just affordability. Oh, yeah. And one thing that's so interesting to me is how it wasn't so many companies, their sustainability grew out of risk management. But yours really grew out of 
a way to differentiate your brand that was good for you and the world and your customers. I mean, you saw that that could become a competitive advantage. And that's really how the sustainability scene from the outside to grow from that desire rather than just mitigating risk. Very much so. We know there are risks related to if you don't do the right thing for communities and society in general, but that comes secondary to first and foremost serving our customers. They have to go hand in hand. And we always say sustainability initiatives have to be a balance between affordability and the good that comes out of sustainability initiatives and serving today's issues with uh, climate protection and uh, water conservation, things like that, should be a balance always. If you recall, when we started, we said to our partners, how do we innovate together? So do the sustainability, but without increasing costs. Now, I will tell you, a lot of the low-hanging fruits from back in 2007, there were a lot of low-hanging fruits that we could do. The low-hanging fruits are almost done, right? So now it's a lot of harder work, but it's work that we must do to serve customers, society, and uh, the sustainability of our company and our supply chain. Yeah. When we talk in our business to first-time clients, I'm always interested, and we're talking to them, they're coming in a little late in the game. Is it about risk mitigation or about value creation? And you've been about value creation from the beginning. So I'm going to take this a little different direction. This is more around corporate brand. Your values are distinctive and well-articulated on your website and in your report. I'm curious, how are your values lived within the organization? How do you ensure everyone, and I know this isn't in your realm of expertise, but being part of this company, how do they ensure that everyone is aligned? Yeah, you're right. That's not my immediate focus and tasks, but as you said, I'm part of it and I live it every day. I try to keep in mind that what we're doing every day is building a better home, better community, and a better shared future for us, our customers, our communities. So if I internalized it into these three things for me, and I think every one of us at KB Home is so focused on our values that we, each one of us then distills it in what do I need to do? What do I need to focus on to serve these values and uh, exemplify them in what I do? That's my focus every day. Better homes, better communities, better shared value uh, future. That's great. That's great. Yeah, because in the last report, Jeff, the CEO, he states building a stronger corporate future by implementing rigorous governance through integrity purpose, and inclusive culture, shaping a resilient company that can deliver long-term value. That's a big statement, but it's really there. (laughs) It's there. It's a living uh, thing. And uh, clearly, we have big leadership that guides us and uh, puts forth for us a path that's very, very clear. But we always ladder up to these things with policies in place, ethics policies, 
supplier conduct policies, all these things ladder up marketing, responsible marketing policies, etc. All these things ladder up to still serve the values and the statement that you just read. When I was looking through the website, I was impressed how you often talk about welcoming people into the family of K&B, the customers who you build houses for, and the partnership with them. I was wondering if there's any talk or or consideration of how do you maybe the homeowners that you sold houses two years ago, do you have anything or thinking about any way that you can bring your innovations and sustainability efforts in the energy saving to their homes when those innovations weren't there when they actually became a member of a KB family? Very interesting question. So our suppliers have always given us the best technology at that moment, but there's always advancements. So do it today. Do we go back and say, let's change your windows to a better low E window? No, we haven't done that. That's a a really good thing. I think there are initiatives within society, within jurisdictions that are just starting to say, At the time of a home resale, you may need to do at least one efficiency upgrade before you sell the home type of thing. Yes. Now, of course, any customer of ours that calls us and say, hey, I'm thinking about changing my windows, who do you recommend or what have you? Exactly. I mean, there are things to think about there because it could be some marketing outreach and really bringing people back into the fold, thinking that they too, to broaden, as you say, the low-hanging fruit is, <laughs> is getting hard to find, but you can actually have different types of initiatives beyond just the current state-of-the-art sustainability that you're putting in new homes. I totally so, agree with you. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, it's very, very interesting. Jacob, we often talk to small and mid-cap companies that are just entering this world of sustainability and ESG, if you can believe that, because you guys have been doing this for such a long time. (laughs) But there are, I mean, we had a $4.5 million healthcare services company that's been in business for 30 years and we did their first sustainability report we, last year. We helped them with developing that strategy and going through the materiality assessment and benchmarking and et cetera. But I'd like to know from your point of view, what would your advice, what would you give them? What are the, let's say the three things, how should they approach it? Or what are the three things that they should think about? or do, or maybe what they shouldn't do. Clearly, a great start is materiality. You mentioned it. And for them to understand what is their highest value and impact. And it's different for different companies. For us, it is our product. The home lives within our communities for tens of years, right? And so we have to build it the most efficient from the beginning. Take a healthcare company, it might be a little bit different there, what their highest value impact would be. And so materiality is very, very important. After that, it is measure, 
report and reduce. We have to continue to reduce. So that really comes to disclosures. But you've got to have good data to disclose. You've got to build good policies so you have a company that is well-governed and so on. So these would be my three things. And uh, that's a good start for any company. Yeah, I agree. And I think that so much of what is hard is the showing the progress. And then where is the accountability? When you have management teams, like for instance, so many companies are committing to being carbon in net zero by, you know, to 2050. Well, that's how many management teams away in a lot of companies. And so who's holding who accountable for the immediate short-term plans to really deliver that 2050 date. That's something that I think a lot of companies are struggling with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've always heard someone somewhere out in different companies say, I won't be there by that time, right? (laughs) We've heard that said. But honestly, what we're committing to here is beyond just talk. You have to be keeping uh, just focusing a little bit on decarbonization. You have to be science-based. You have to do things in steps that are reasonable, achievable, and measurable. If you continue to measure, then you know if you are on that path towards 2050 or whatever target is set because you have measurements. So it goes back to measure report and reduce and reduce and connecting those ambitions to actions yes yeah absolutely so this is a question about looking towards the future you've been doing this for a while a lot has evolved in the past 18 years you've been at kb home but what about the next five to ten years where do you think this notion of sustainability right and having sustainability companies and et cetera. But also, this also what's a hot topic is ESG and which is just a lens for us to report on and and disclose and kind of help us evaluate. But what does the future look like to you? I'm always very optimistic. And I think the future is bright if we all pull together and row in the same direction, okay? To me, as I said just in that question before this, and my answer for that question, data-driven approach is an important one. And I'll say that it has many influences at this time. There are now more ESG ratings. There is um, some investors are thinking about these ratings before they invest in companies. But then you have the Securities and Exchange Commission recently came out with a proposed ruling for bringing some of the e-data, the environmental data, into the financial report, annual financial reporting. That's going to influence things in a big way across all companies that report publicly traded uh, owned companies. Finally, it is as we start fulfilling. A lot of people started making these targets, 
But to fulfill on them, you got to measure again. So I'm repeating a little bit of my earlier answer. Yeah. But there are external influences. Not the least of them is where the Securities and Exchange Commission might take things in the next uh, year or two. I totally agree. How is your role with investor relations? Because it seems that as that sustainability has evolved and has become more of projecting the future of a company, not being able to measure just the financials being a good indicator of what possibly the future of that company could be. And now with such a large part being intangible, non-financial reporting that they're interested in to imagine what the future of a company is, how has your role with investor relations become closer How does your investor relations person get involved with your sustainability? In your particular case, I mean, KB, because it is so much your brand, I'm sure that the investor relations guy was already preaching sustainability a long time ago as a differentiator. But I just wonder if you have felt the difference. Definitely. For the last few years, we stood an ESG committee that we work together. It includes investor relations, sustainability team, the HR team, and uh, our uh, corporate governance folks, corporate secretary, et cetera. So we work together and it got us closer. Sometimes now some of the investor calls or dialogue that happens with investors includes us on that call or in that meeting, because as you said, some of them are interested in learning about these things, maybe from the lens of risk or maybe the lens of opportunity. Either one, we serve it well. Did I see that you have a sustainability ESG advisory made up of some outside people? Yes, yes, we do. What I call our sustainability governance stack starts with appointments at the board level of board members that focus on sustainability and ESG. Then, of course, our chairman and CEO has a focus and a passion for that. And then we have, uh, we thought that we're smart, but we can be smarter if we have always advisors from the outside, from different sectors of the economy and society that are advising us and guiding us. I won't uh, go into the composition of our uh, national advisory board, but if you look at our sustainability report, uh, you'll see it. And it has academia, it has different sectors of the economy involved in it. I think that's a great idea and a best-in-class Practice. Uh, practice is to have that. That's uh, not only the board you have, and which is, this has become a big board responsibility, especially the governance, but to have an a outside advisors advising you, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And, you know, I liked your statement, we're smart, but we could be smarter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's so terrific. true. Well, I want to say thank you so much for your time. Greatly appreciated this talk. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention? I think I liked all the questions. You covered a lot of grounds. I totally enjoyed our conversation. And I'll close with maybe a little bit of a cliche, but it's 
always good to remember it. Sustainability is a journey, not a destination, right? And so the path continues and it's a long runway in front of us. We can do good things on that runway. I like that. Great. I like that. Thank you, Jacob. Thank Thank you. you. Greatly appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Just a reminder to follow Sustainable Minds wherever you get your podcasts. And please do live a review if you like what we're doing. It helps others discover the show. And of course, we want more listeners. If you want to find out more about how we can help you evolve your corporate brand, culture, and ESG, head to bakerbrand.com. See you on the next episode of Sustainable Minds, exploring the interplay of corporate brand, core beliefs, and ESG.